Congress has estimated that the fentanyl epidemic's damage to U.S. communities costs the economy at least $1.5 trillion per year. Now, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco is here to learn how communities can try to repair themselves. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Sam Quinones, author of The Least of Us, True Tales of America and Hope in the Time of Fentanyl and Meth. Sam, your conclusions of how communities can repair the damage of drugs have been characterized as fighting the epidemic of isolation by repairing the threads of connection that have been so badly frayed. Connect the dots for us. How do drugs break connections that are so vital? Well, I think sometimes they're playing on those connections that have been broken for other reasons. I think that's frequently the case. I think in this country for so long, we have spent years, I think, kind of shredding community bonds, and we are more alone than ever, and this is not healthy. And I would say one of the symptoms of that is the drug addiction problems that we've been dealing with for the last quarter century. Really, of course, drugs also enhance that isolation, the the very nature of addiction is to force someone into a relationship with a substance that precludes really almost any other relationship, meaning that you and the drug are alone. And you see this very commonly now across the country where people are really just alone with their drugs. And to me, this is kind of playing on the the isolation that we've already created in our culture in many other ways. Now, you favor, shall we call them drug courts, to, frankly, arm twist people into rehab. And if they don't go, you want them jailed. But you also envision a jail environment that's quite different than just a bunch of locked up cells, don't you? Yes, the reason this is important is because the drugs on the street now are the most unforgiving we've ever seen. We have fentanyl, which is extraordinarily deadly, the deadliest we've ever seen. Methamphetamine, which really tangles the mind of so many people, really creates horrible psychosis, mental illness. And the truth is that people frequently now under the influence of one or both of those drugs are not really in a situation where they are making any kind of rational decisions. And so to me, it feels like the compassionate thing is to apply the leverage of law enforcement, arrests, but also drug courts that shepherd people through addiction treatment to push them towards treatment because that is the only tool that we now have that is as powerful as the drugs that are on the street today. And that is why this is a compassionate move now because the drugs on the street, meth will drive them mad and fentanyl will kill them long before they've ever had the time to be ready for treatment while on the street. We're seeing this a lot all across the country, I think. So how can drug users, even those in rehab, make those connections again? Connections that no doubt would require trust and belief in one another if their brains are compromised. Well, I think that's why separation from the drugs is so important. You need that time for brains to heal. And that's what you find when people are in jail, when people are off the drugs, away from the drugs, their brains take time to heal. And at that point is when you find really people developing the readiness for treatment, embracing sobriety when they're away from it. And it's therefore crucial, seems to me, to get people off the street, to get people away from those drugs because otherwise they are just dominated so thoroughly that they frequently refuse help when they're in the middle of tent encampment, there's filth, there's pimping, violence, lethal temperatures. All of these things are, to my mind, signs that people are not making rational decisions or absolutely controlled by the drugs that are on the street. We need to find ways of separating 
people from those drugs so that they can mercifully develop the desire for treatment and embrace sobriety. Are you optimistic that American cities can actually emerge from the opioid epidemic? I'm optimistic that once we find ways of repairing those connections, once we decide that working in the small ways towards a larger solution is what's healthy. Too often in our country and in our culture, we want big magic solutions to solve all of our problems or solve the big problems. When the truth is, these things resist solutions when approached that way, it seems to me. And it's in the small stuff. It's in repairing small connections at the neighborhood level, church level, the park level, school level. Working in those small ways is when you develop the alliances, the connections, and also just the small steps that show you how to move forward towards the larger solutions. Sam Quinones, author of The Least of Us, True Tales of America and Hope in the Time of Fentanyl and Meth. Thank you for joining us today. Great to be with you. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. And that wraps up this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Our internet services are provided by Pear.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll be here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.